Hi, and welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen, a yoga teacher out of Austin, Texas. New this season as a visual supplement to the instruction in the podcast are videos on my YouTube channel. Search Finding Drishti on YouTube and subscribe for the latest videos. Take a seat and listen in. And so when we hear people kind of airing their frustrations, you see this a lot you know, in your social media feed of, I really miss what we had before, the, the old normal. And I always try to think like everything is temporary. So even what we had before, maybe that wasn't like the more permanent stuff that we think. That was a temporary state, right? The schedule that we were on before the virus came, that was a temporary state. And what we're going through right now is a temporary state. And when we put it in perspective that way, where everything that we're experiencing is a temporary state, then we get a little less attached to it because we, were, we are always expecting change. We are always expecting something a little different. And I think that's good. I think that keeps us from having these strong attachments and the clinging and the gripping and the I, I can't let it go when it is time to release and that's why people are having such a hard time because they've had such a hard grip on what they had before that now that it's being kind of forced out of our hands by the virus it, it feels like someone is um, unraveling our lives but were our lives really that well woven? Were they really that tight? Or were we in a state where change was inevitable? Whether it came from the impetus of a, a virus or if it comes from something else in life, right? The, the virus is just something that we're experiencing right now, but there's so many things that happen throughout a lifetime that have the same kind of like really strong impact. So then I think about the year that my dad died and that, I mean, that blew my world apart that like ripped the ground out from underneath me. And then the following year, my grandmother passed away. And then two years later, my grandfather passed away and this whole unraveling felt like it was forced. But when you put it in perspective now that I've had a few years away from those experiences is that Things were never as permanent as we think they are. Of course your grandparents are eventually gonna pass away and of course your parents are gonna eventually pass away and we don't have any control over these timelines. We don't have control over when it's supposed to happen. There is a kind of linear way that we think things are gonna happen, assuming that everybody stays healthy, assuming that cancer didn't exist and car accidents didn't exist and, you know, assuming that everybody lives this just like perfectly serene life, that that doesn't really happen. That's not, that's not um, a guarantee. So I'm always playing with gripping, releasing, feelings of attachment and then trying to pull myself out of that attachment and I rely so much on my yoga philosophy for this and this is something that I've kind of just been thinking about I think since the days of like Fight Club and that's just one of those movies that really kind of turned a lot of things on my head because of the philosophy within that was so different 
but like we get attached to certain things that we shouldn't or we don't need to and it's um it's part of our existence to want things to be as certain and as secure as possible and certainty and security have to be well certainty there's no certainty security can be fed and maintained and it takes a lot of work right it's not just a guarantee it's not just something that is handed to us so today um, I'm going to put a little bit more of our focus in our meditation of how do we get into this place of allowing ourselves to float with the changing tides, with this constant movement in life, this constant flux, this constant um, where there is no true like this is it and this will stay forever because the that's not how life works. Nothing is forever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news if this is something that um, you were hoping uh, was the case. So let's get ourselves in a nice comfortable seat. Allow for your knees to drop away from your hips. Rest the hands comfortably on top of the thighs. Relax the shoulders down and away from the ears. Gently close your eyes and then start to soften into your body. So even though we're sitting nice and tall, it's not a rigid kind of seat. So there needs to be a little bit of space in the shoulders and in the jaw and the face to allow for breath, to allow for a softening. And as we settle into our seat, and we're trying to find stillness, there isn't rigidity. The softening is to allow for the small fluctuations of breath, of life, of what might come, what is. And then we start to flow with the breath the rise and the fall, the expansion and the contraction. And even though we're trying to find a steady rhythm to our breath, there's a lot of ease in it. And that breath, while you are trying to maintain it, is still never exactly the same from one breath to the next. You might get to a little hiccup spot. You might find that there is a little raggedness, raggedness, words, <laughs> in either the inhale or the exhale, a little stutter, a little skip. But we let the body relax so that it can move with the breath naturally. And then we just try to follow where the breath is. Kind of like observing waves in the ocean or watching the tide come in and out. And sometimes the tide is a little shallow. Sometimes the tide comes in a little deeper. 
And if you ever stand on the beach and watch the tide, you also know that it doesn't come in uniformly. It'll come in, sometimes it's like one wave and then another and another, and it kind of ripples back and forth. So giving ourselves plenty of room to watch each breath. And we're in witnessing mode, we're in observation mode. We're not in analysis, we're not trying to break down the science of why one wave is bigger than the other. That stuff can come when you're <laughs> working through other aspects of your life. But in meditation, we want to just uh, allow our bodies to be containers for this breath and your mind to take a back seat. This may be difficult if you are a very analytical type A kind of person, somebody who likes to be in complete control, to want and need certainty in your life. And I definitely categorize myself in that place. It gives me a lot of anxiety when there is uncertainty. And I tried to lean into my meditation and into what I've learned of yoga philosophy to help me stay in this place where I am not so attached to that certainty. I don't cling to it. But I just try to do the work when it's time to do the work. And then I try to be a witness and observe when it's time to step back. What can you witness here? What do you notice about yourself when things get a little off kilter? When the anxiety starts to creep up? Do you try to control it even more? Do you tighten your grip? Or do you give yourself a little bit more room to surf those waves, float along, make minor adjustments, just to stay on the board, to stay stable and balanced? Right, and if we put things into that kind of analogy where we're trying to stay on our feet, even though everything underneath us is constantly moving, you can't keep your balance if you lock out your knees. You have to soften your stance a little. You have to be able to shift with each changing balance point. And softening our stance and shifting and pivoting is not the most natural stance when the ground is more still. So then we adjust again. We'll stay here for about five more breaths. 
And then gently flutter your eyes open. So even as I was trying to visualize for myself, what does that feel like to keep kind of that soft stance and to learn how to balance even when things underneath are so rocky. Um, a visual that came up for me was those, um, the buildings that are in Japan, like in Tokyo and, um, Japan is very prone to earthquakes and what they've engineered for those buildings. So that those buildings don't just crack anytime that there's a little shake of the ground or a big shake of the ground is that it turns fluid, the base, the foundation of those giant buildings, um, they end up very fluid so that the, instead of, you know, these buildings being so rigid, just like crack and fall is that they sway. So we're allowing ourselves when we soften our stance, when we soften how we approach things normally where we want to control them and get very rigid is that we have to learn to, um, sway and to get a little jelly like and when we can soften when it's time to soften um, we are less likely to break but instead be able to just kind of move along with the changing forces thank you for listening to finding drishti podcasts Support this podcast with a donation via Venmo to Terry-Cohen, that's spelled T-E-R-R-I-K-O-E-N, and telling your friends and family. You can find my live online teaching schedule at findingdrishti.com.